XAFM. And it's Sports Special with Stephen Kirker in this Saturday afternoon. And uh, we stay with golf because uh, the Nedbank uh, Golf Challenge has uh, grown in leaps and bounds from when it was uh, first known as the Million Dollar Challenge. And uh, it faced a difficult, uh, potentially difficult time last year when extra events were announced on the Sunshine Tour, uh, co-sanctioned events, and uh, there were a lot of uh, questions of what would happen to the Nedbank Golf Challenge. Well, it's now back uh, and bigger and better than ever before. Uh, Alistair Roper, who's the tournament director, joins us to talk about it. I, I was, I think I was saying to Richard Mwamba earlier, Alistair, it's been known as Africa's uh, major, but now you really got to say that tag is getting closer and closer to being true, isn't it? Absolutely, Stephen. Hi, good afternoon, and uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to chat to you. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, it, you know, it was Africa's major in the sense that it was the biggest event in Africa. But I think by virtue of the fact that it's what it is now is that it's up there with the majors. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, I mean, there was that uh, period um, where, I mean, tournaments have been added to um, the, the various tours and stuff. It was essential that um, the Nedbank Golf Challenge was revisited. I mean, to, to get such... Uh, you know, to get it onto the official um, sanction list, the World Ga- Golf Ranking um, list, how difficult was all that? And uh, clearly, it's an important step forward. Yeah, I think the the main difficulty was to be able to, first of all, to 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 consider change, uh, the change in increasing the field, um, the pain of the extra money in 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 the prize money, and and, and so on, and. And with that comes a whole lot of other costs. So it's not just uh, so. I think the first thing was to, to to sort of come to terms with our sponsors on on can we tolerate that? Then then once we'd made up our minds that was the case, then it was going into the to the Sunshine Tour and eventually the European Tour and convincing them that the format justified uh, their sanctioning. And, and getting their buy into it, and and uh, and I must say that uh, they were extremely excited uh, about the fact that it was going to come part and be part of their schedules. It is going to cost more now, but uh, presumably you already you get a sense that um, the value that uh, the sponsor is going to be putting into it is probably going to uh, be repaid in the extra exposure that the tournament now gets. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the 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 um, firstly, I mean, the TV uh, package that comes with a co-sanctioned event, in in the sense that it goes out to to more countries. We're probably going to see um, more of the action um, on on some of the channels in some countries where where you don't see it now. So I think the, the sponsors are going to get that extra brand exposure uh, by virtue of that. I think the the, the big uh, plus for them is the extra golf that they're going to see at Sun City. The 30 players, um, the the variety of players, the variety in the sense of the various countries that are going to be represented there. I mean, you know, to have guys there from Japan, and and with that, it brings a bunch of whole 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 bunch of other media with them who who follow their golfers uh, religiously. So. 
you know, to get those guys out here. Obviously, it's good for all the brands. It's it's uh, it's good for Sun City and it's good for South Africa. Well, exactly. I mean, the whole thing of uh, the Order of Merit uh, winners in on the Asian tour in Japan coming here. I mean, for for them just qualifying to play in this event is going to be something to aim for. So in, in the way, it, it, you know, it's like the race to Dubai. This is, this is almost like the race to Sun City, I would, I would warrant. Yeah, I think the, the way we formulated the selection criteria or the eligibility for, for the uh, exemptions um, was done with a purpose, the purpose being to, to grow the the um, attraction of the event in more in more countries, as I say, as, and as you mentioned, Japan, Asia, Australia, um, with them now uh, being able to qualify. First of all, I think it enhances um, their own tours, uh, especially the smaller tours like Australia, for example, to win that to automatically get into the NetBank Golf Challenge. You're probably going to make more money. Uh, playing in the Nedbank Golf Challenge than what you did playing on the Australian Tour. So, you know, I think that, that and, and then their local crowds are going to be interested in watching to see how they, those guys perform against a whole bunch of the world's best. And the other thing, of course, is uh, as part of the, um, Part of the, the the money list and the world the the, the rankings uh, in terms of rankings, it means some of those uh, golfers that you would have liked to have come and play here before, it, it it's going to be easier. I don't want to say sweeten the deal, but they're going to have more interest in playing in this tournament and making the trip because there is actually something beyond just spending four or five days uh, playing golf in the sun and having a good time. And getting a big payday, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think the 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 fact that uh, the, you know the world golf rankings, the Ryder Cup, particularly for the Europeans, it's Ryder Cup year again next year. Um, the race to Dubai points, um, you know, to get into that because obviously you know you end up in the finals of that. There's big money to be earned out of out of the finals in Dubai. So, you know, it all comes together really nicely, not to the castle, but it all comes together really nicely, um, you know, to, to attract the players. And then the, the big plus for, for us this year is, you know, our, our information is Tiger's event is, is not taking place in, Dece- in December. So we have no event up against us either on the PGA Tour or the European Tour. If anything, we might have an Australian event up against us, and uh, there's a possibility we might have an event in Japan. But, but other than that, we've got nothing against us, and, and therefore there's no reason why the world's best shouldn't travel to, to Sun City in, in December. And uh, one of the things, I remember Brandon Grace was a, a little bit uh, disappointed uh, because uh, he'd uh, topped the Order of Merit and didn't make the field. There's now going to be a lot more South African interest um, in the, the NetBank Golf Challenge as well. How's that going to be structured? Well, firstly, yes. I mean, uh, um, Brandon now, you know, qualifies. He gets he gets the, what he deserved, you know. I mean, he won the Order of Merit last year. Um, if the NetBank Golf Challenge hadn't happened, the obvious was he wasn't going to play it. But uh, now, now he still qualifies. So we've, we've kept that door open for him. So Brandon's in. Um, the, the, the next two areas of, of uh, uh, selection criteria come by virtue of the FedEx Cup and Race to Dubai. And, and with the performance of some of our players, you know, there are players like Charles and, and uh, Louis 
and I think Richard Sterney even is up there on on the race to uh, race to Dubai uh, order of merit at the moment and might qualify that way. But if they don't, then what we do is on the Monday after Dubai, which is the 18th of November this year, we take the the top five South African golfers on the world ranking. So the the five that uh, have either already been exempt from the other criteria or if they haven't, then they now get in. So, you know, if uh, you look at it now, a guy like Ernie, I mean, I don't know how well he's doing in the BMW. I mean, but we're talking last week, Ernie Louie, in actual fact, needed that to actually qualify to get in. And and then we go to uh, three other ways, because we then take the order of merit on, on the Monday as well, the 18th of November, and we invite the leader, which could be a South African, and at the moment it's Darren Fichard. And secondly, uh, we take the number two, which at the moment is George Kutsia. So, you know, those two would, would then qualify, that's assuming the status quo stays as is on the 18th. But then we also take the winner of the SA Open and the Alfred Daniel, which, so, you know, by virtue of that, we also enhance him in that, those tournaments because more people want to play that in case they can win it and qualify for us. So I think it's, it's all a nice uh, sort of circle of supporting each other. It sounds wonderful. The one thing, of course, is it means there'll be more golfers uh, for the punters to watch because there's no um, halfway cut. So all guys in the field are going to be playing all four days. How does that change the planning for spectators and uh, what are the cost implications for the punters who want to come and watch this? No, uh, ticket price, we, we, you know, we, we don't foresee making a, a, a big change to, to that. If, if we do, I doubt we'll make any change at all. Um, so, you know, ticket price will stay more, the, more or less the same as it is. Uh, the kids under 12 will still, you know, we've always wanted to encourage the children. They're still getting free. Kids under 18 is half price. Um, we, we are looking at having a, uh, the potential of having the program on the Tuesday so that we can have a full-blown practice round, scheduled practice round on the Wednesday, which we can publicize. And I've always encouraged people to, to try and get out to the practice round for the simple reason, particularly the kids. If you want to get out there and you want to get some autographs and, um, and meet a couple of the players, shake a couple of hands, that's the time they're going to do it because the pressure is not on yet. So, so we'll have a, a full-on practice round on the Wednesday and then first day play on the Thursday. Now, we uh, normally tee it up at, at uh, 11.10, but we probably move that forward to about 10.30, which still gives people enough time to drive to Sun City from Joburg and Pretoria without having to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. But, I mean, if you left at 7, 7.30, you're up at Sun City, 9, 9.30 with plenty of time, grab a cup of coffee and go and watch some golf. Finally, Alistair, before I let you go, you did mention uh, Tiger Woods' um, tournament isn't on the agenda. He is the world number one. Have you given him a call and say, listen, if you're not busy that weekend? Uh, <laughs> yeah. In actual fact, uh, so the funny thing was, I, I it sounds strange, I, I gave his, uh, his agent, Mark Steinberg, a call, and uh, I'm going to the British Open in a few weeks' time. So... I asked him if Mark was himself, if he was going to be at the Open and could we get around the table. And he said, sure. Um, you know, we have a history. We've spoken. We're friends. Uh, you know, it's <clears throat> really, I want to catch up. I want to find out what they're doing with their event. Um, and, and then secondly, yes, uh, obviously I'm going to put the idea on the table. 
see how he reacts to it. But he also manages Matt Kuchar. So besides Tiger, you know, there's a, a, a Matt Kuchar and maybe one or two other well. players that uh, are in his stable that I need to talk to him about. There's a lot of exciting things. We wish you all the very best. We Well, obviously, some people are going to uh, bulldoze their way into that, and um, they'll definitely want to be here. But uh, all of the, yeah. the best of luck uh, meeting um, with Tiger Woods representatives, and uh, with luck, we can, we can hook that up. We'll have to wait and see. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> Alistair Roper reporting to us on the, the new uh, Nedbank Golf Challenge.